Blog Talk Radio. What's up, angels? It's your girl, Adina Howard. Make sure you tune in to the Honey Lounge with Teddy Bear, Tuesday through Friday, 1 through 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You make me so happy, like, I want to take you out easy. You make me so happy, like, I just lay here and watch you sleep. You make me so happy, like, I want to bring you back to bed. You make me so happy, like, I can't get you out of my head. You make me so happy, like, I'm giving you a key to my I'm gonna be here. You make me so very happy. On a magnificent Thursday afternoon, how's everyone doing? It's the Teddy Bear, and welcome to the Zone of LOTO Radio. And before we begin today's broadcast, I want to send out a very special thank you to Maya. Thank you so much, my love, for joining us. And remember, family, be sure to purchase her new hit single, You, available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and for those who like to live bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. And speaking of adventurous, this very gifted artist, not only an artist, but also Arthur, yes, Lord, <laughs> humanitarian, singer, songwriter, she does it all, the incredibly talented Miss Taja Seville. On behalf of the Zone and the Teddy Bear, it is my pleasure to welcome to LOTO Radio, the captivating Taja Seville. My queen, how have you been doing? I've been wonderful. Thank you so much, Teddy Bear, for having me on the show. This is just a wonderful show, and I really appreciate being on it. And I hope all of the oh. listeners are having a wonderful day today so far. Oh, yes, Lord. You know, we have a lot to talk about. I actually just purchased your book a couple of days ago. And an opportunity right. to prove, yes, yes. On Amazon, family, $20, money well worth spent. Um, one of the things I find so Thank fascinating. You. Oh, my pleasure. One of the things I find so fascinating about the book is that you've gone straight to the point. I mean, the things that are taking place as far as farming, as far as growing food naturally, all the preservatives that are being added that to me they're very poisonous in today's food, the lack of water supply that's going on in Detroit, Michigan. You just hit everything on the point. And I wanted to ask you, this this comes across as definitely a labor of love and something that's very important to you. Can you speak and tell the listeners what what is a driving force that just really made you just put both feet in and said, This is something that I feel that's very important to our environment. Well, I'll tell you, this, this book is, is actually not about farming and urban farming. It was inspired by the work that I did um, when I started urban farming. I've been working um, sort of boots on the ground over the last 15 years in, in various challenged communities around the United States and some of them outside of the United States um, in rural and suburban and urban areas. And I saw a real need to uh, bridge the gap of misunderstandings between various people. Also, you know, groups of people in affluent areas, uh, and as I mentioned, in the rural areas, the suburban areas, the urban areas, and uh, the challenged communities as well. So sort of across the entire spectrum, um, there exists a lot of gaps of misunderstandings and, um, and also a serious need for balance in fundamental areas, uh, you know, of, um, of life. And so I do a deep dive into the fundamental areas and uh, I make arguments for the healing from the root, healing the world from the root in all of these areas. And so that's primarily what this book is about. It gives solutions. It's a roadmap. I'm very excited and very passionate about this book. And I'm letting people know that, I'm campaigning. I'm on a campaign to heal the world from the root and do everything that I can do to help heal the world from the root and help others do the same. How much do you feel because the lack of, I want to say, love and compassion is actually causing that kind of deterioration as far as, as you said, building up from the root where we have a where we have more of a respect and more of compassion and more love and understanding towards one another? 
Well, I think that we do have a lot of love for one another. I think that it's out there much more than we than we maybe think right now because um, so much of the negative things are being magnified. Um, but I think that it's also very important for people to understand. I mean, uh, folks who are familiar with my music know that the first song that I wrote is called Love is Contagious. And they also may know that um, that Prince, who gave me my first record deal, had a charity called Love for One Another. Um, and when we speak of these these things, you know, in terms of love and being good to each other and healthy communication, sometimes people can think, oh, you know, that's just so namby-pamby and it can't be done and we can't have peace. But I do a deep dive um, from various uh, angles, not only just the spiritual angle, but also the um, quantum physics, the medical, the physical, and and particularly, I, I make some very compelling economic arguments. And I'm just going to give you one example. In the area okay. of healthy communication, in the area of healthy communication, which is something that I feel so strongly about that our world needs right now, um, people may not realize that if they have a 401k, if they have a trust fund, if they're invested in anything, companies that have healthy communicators as leaders are passing on 47% higher earnings to their investors over a five-year period. So that's not namby-pamby at all. Conversely, if you're not invested in a company that cares about healthy communication, you're literally losing money as we speak. You know, in the United States alone, we are wasting 3.4, up to 3.4 trillion, that's with a T, trillion dollars every single year because of crime, the cost of crime. That's indirect and direct costs. And, and you know, there was a study out of Iowa, Iowa State University that's, that revealed that one single murder, one single murder cost society $17.25 million in direct and indirect costs. So you might think to yourself, my gosh, where, how could that be? But you think of, of the when you really do a deep dive on it, you see that there there are the investigative costs, the cost of the policing, the cost of the hospital, the morgue, the insurance costs, the cost of the damage to the family. The list goes on and on. Uh, you know, in the United States alone, we're wasting 6.2 trillion dollars in various areas that I reveal in this book. 6.2 trillion. Do you do you know that I I did some research on this, and that's over three times the amount of money that the United States reaped from individual income taxes. So we're wasting over three times the amount that we're bringing in income taxes, which makes me think, wow, why would we ever have to raise taxes again, and why would we ever have to slash budgets again? if we recapture and reallocate that wasted money. And so I put solutions out, um, you know, and again, this, this book is, is also somewhat of a memoir, and it's a philosophy for balance in the world. It's called From the Root, a memoir and a philosophy for balance in the world. My question is this. You are very well aware of what's taking place in this country, and, every, and everything that you've given is, is a very intelligent solution my thing is is that don't you believe that you have other people especially in a congress that are also are also aware on what it would take to make these things to come to fruition and a lot of them just are more interested in their bottom line as far as from as far as financial gain is concerned instead of really taking the time to make sure everything is being done in, in a correct manner so, you know, when I hear that question, it's a really, really insightful question. And and when I think of all the candidates who are running for president, I encourage people to um, make sure that the candidate they're voting for is, is not just talking about but actively healing our world from the root. And because the thing is, when you think about it, we've been hurting each other you know, for generations, back and forth and back and forth. It's like a it's like a nightmarish game of ping pong. You know, there have been holocausts and wars and slaughters and slavery, and, and it just, you know, we have to heal from the root. We have to heal our relationships from the root. In the book, I talk about 
um, there's a, there's a, an author named um, Fox Butterfield, and he wrote a book called All God's Children. And he, he's a, he was a, por- a reporter, and he did, um, some, he did some investigating on a crime, a family that had a real history of crime, the Bosker family. Long story short, he found that they hailed from a part of the United States called Bloody Edgefield. And that particular part of the United States was so murderous, even before slavery was brought to that area. It was inhabited by Scotsmen and Irishmen who had just come over from their own tragedy. If you've ever seen Braveheart, then you kind of understand about all the king's horses and all the king's men just sort of rampaging through villages. So they had their own heartbreak and their own tragedy, but there was every manner of murder going on at that in that part of the country, anarchy, brother against brother, family against family, before the slaves got in. People would walk in a bar and just start shooting people. So, you, you know, when you think about it, we all have... We all have our pain and history, and until we heal from the root, we will. It's like we're trying to suture up a wound without cleaning it first. And right. so this is what I'm focused on. And, and I'll tell you some good news. When I started urban farming, I started it with five thousand dollars and a pamphlet, a pamphlet and and three community gardens of free food that people could walk on the on the garden day or night without anyone monitoring and just pick food. And that has grown now. We have over 65,000 gardens around the world. And part of the reason is because we entered into public and private partnerships. We had a huge public and private partnership with Kraft and the Triscuit Cracker. And the amount of of media attention that we were able to garner from that that project in which we planted 65 gardens in 21 cities across the United States, was unbelievable. We were on the Ellen show. She put a garden on the set of her show. We were on the back of 28 million boxes of the Triscuit Cracker. And essentially what it did is it created a tipping point. Community gardeners had not seen that kind of attention since the World War II Victory Gardens. So what it tells me, and I thought about this, and this is one of the solutions in the book, is that when we apply coexistence investing, public and private partnerships, to what I call high bonds, human infrastructure bonds, H-I, high bonds. And, you know, you think about municipal bonds, they help the roads and the bridges, but what about human infrastructure bonds that, that nourish, nurture and nourish the human capital and build up the human capital of our communities, specifically in the seven areas that I talk about in this book? Once we do that, then we will be able to recapture and reinvest that money and reallocate that wasted $6.2 trillion a year just in the United States alone. Tanja, the thing that bothers me the most about everything that you're explaining, what bothers me, is that a lot of this, I'll say 99.99% of the things that you're expressing your views on, why isn't it being taught or some type of legislator being passed in our schools to help our youth to understand what's going on. It seems that we've gotten so caught up in the digital digital age of everything as far as the internet, and we're not teaching or we're not allowing our kids to really understand and learn what's really taking place in our society. Because at the end of the day, they are the future. Right. And it's such a, it's, it's, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, even the educational gaps in our country, I mean, if we close the educational gaps in our country, according to a study out of McKinsey and company, we'll save ourselves $1.4 trillion a year. Listen, this is the kind of thing where people need to roll up their sleeves and say, we're not going to wait. We're not, you know, we hope we get a great candidate, but we're not going to wait for, for any candidate or anybody in politics to do anything. If we want right. to go petition our schools and say, we want healthy communication taught in our schools, we want healthy thinking taught in our schools, healthy eating, healthy fitness, healthy finances, we want our, our children to be armed with those tools to know how to handle their money, to know how to handle conflict peacefully. I mean, those are the types of things that we can just say, we can go to our communities and get those things happening now, particularly with high bonds. You can go to universities and foundations and you can go to insurance companies and local banks and your treasurer, county treasurer, and say, I want high bonds in my area and I want them specifically focused in these 
you know, fundamental principle areas. And these are the areas that we need to heal our world from the root. These are the areas. And we all know it. We all know it. We, we're just, like you said, we're a lot of people feel hopeless. But, you know, I'm here to tell you, listen, if I could start something with $5,000 and three gardens and create, a, and it created a global trend, then it can happen. And it happened within four and a half years. It happened within four and a half years. There was a global tipping point with community gardening and community and urban agriculture. So these things can happen rapidly. You know, I learned from being in the music business, and all of us know this now, but I learned from being in the music business, when you put a big machine behind something, you can get any messaging out there. And things can go viral. Things can go viral, yeah. They can go viral quickly, so let's focus on what we want. And don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you want and keep your blinders on and run the race with your blinders on. Solely focus on what you want. And I'm letting you know it happens fast when we do that. The blinders and remaining remaining focus. Wow. Those are the key elements because, you know, like you said, when you're in the industry, you have different entities that will dangle that little carrot in front of you. And it'll deter you from remaining focused on your initial goals and what you're supposed to do. And it's it's frightening to me. We're both we're both 21, so we can speak <laughs> we can speak freely. <laughs> we have seen things mm-hmm. change dramatically over the last 20 some odd years. As you said, as far as agriculture is concerned, what's taking place in our schools, the lack of education, the lack of awareness. Um, Kids not being able to have good communicating skills. Instead, they're on social media texting one another. There's no open. There's no more open dialogue anymore. And all the things that you're talking about, I know that if we were more aware of these things were being taught in our schools, that would help us as a nation to be better prepared for the future. Because as you said, what we're doing and not doing is slowly, is slowly killing us. It's really slowly killing us because we don't take pride and we don't put forth the effort to, to 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 do the things that are necessary that we know that 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 are important to the society, to the growth of the society. Right. Well, I you know, and I I like and I I I hear everything you're saying and and you're spot on. And what I would what I would say is when we not if we when we. And, you know, we are healing from the root and just start speaking and claiming that victory right now. Because if we're focused on the solution, that's, that's what I did with urban farming. I just stayed focused on the solution. And if we stay focused on the solution, we will bring that to life. We, we're the co-creators of all of this. This whole right. thing we co-created. We're making up all the rules. You know, we're making up all these ideas that this one is better than that one and this, you know, teams and tribes and all this kind of, we, you know, break off into our groups. We're making that stuff up so we can remake it anytime we want. So we're co-creating. So let's co-create and heal our world from the root and, and have love for one another. These are not namby-pamby things. According to the Institute for the Economics of Peace, if we had been just 25% more peaceful in the year 2010, the world economy would have reaped an additional $2 trillion. So think of the abundance that we can live in that we've never seen before in our lives because we've been so busy going back and forth with this little nightmarish game of ping pong of hurting each other. The next time anybody who's listening to this wants to say something mean to somebody, consider this. Studies have shown that when you speak kind words to somebody, you are actually enhancing your immune system and you are enhancing, you're enhancing the immune system of the person who heard it, who you're speaking to, and anyone else in the room who heard that. Conversely, if you speak unkind words, you're denigrating your immune system. You're doing that to the person who just heard your unkind words and everyone else in the room as well. So we're creating our reality. We're creating our, our reality with everything we're thinking and speaking and eating, you know, and we have to really, really kind of reel it in and, and balance ourselves and become more aware of each other on a human level. Um, 
I'll just say one more thing here. I'm reading this great book. It's called The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Willigan, and he talks about the wood wide web. What is that? It is an underground system, all the trees and the roots of the trees and the plants, and they talk to each other. They give each other warning messages when there's danger. They know that if one part of the forest is, is suffering, it will affect the entire forest. And, you know, the mother trees, they make sure that their, their children don't drink too much water too quickly so they won't grow up too fast and they will and end up being weaker and unable and, and not as mature and unable to handle things. So it, and they speak on a chemical and an electrical currency. I mean, they have a whole system down there. It's called the wood wide web. That's what those scientists are calling it. So we can take a page from the book of nature and, and certainly I see that with gardens. If there's one side of the city or the garden that's not doing well, it affects the entire city. It affects the entire state and nation. It affects the entire garden. These things are not namby-pamby. These things are very real. Be aware of what we're watching on TV. Be aware of what we're listening to. Be aware and, and make choices to tune into things that are more of what you want to see in your life. That's very important. You know what? The more you speak, it still it has me. I should have it gives me a strong yearning to have Mr. Rogers just come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my goodness! Wow. For those who are tuning in late, shame on you. But the teddy bear does forgive you. We are being joined today by the incredibly talented Miss Taja. Seville. You know what? When you came up on the music scene, you were blowing everyone away. You were something different. It was something refreshing. And I always wanted to say, what happened to Taja? And I'm like, okay, now I see what happened. You had other aspirations, things that trump music big time. What can we do to everything that's taking place? What do you feel we can do to help help along the process as far as you think there should be some type of go fund set up to help to, 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 to do this, to educate more people and get more people involved. What do you suggest? I, you know, some of the things that I did mention, getting like-minded people in your community, petitioning the schools and even um, places of employment to teach about healthy communication. Um, there's a wonderful gentleman by the name of Marshall Rosenberg. He's, since, he's passed away a few years ago, but his work in over 160 countries around the world with nonviolent communication was unbelievable. He set up some schools. And when you go to the school, you, you might see like some, some kindergartners or first graders playing in the playground. And when, if they start to have an argument, they immediately stop. They go and get a third student. They go in a corner and they work it out. And then they go back to playing because they've been taught the tools of healthy communication. So they're not going to have blow up divorces and blow up situations in their families and with their friends and their employees because they know the fundamental tools of healthy communication and being able to solve conflicts peacefully. These are the things we need to, to get into our society immediately. So just, just disseminating this information, of course, I want to, people to buy the book, um, but I'm really passionate about this book. I'm not just saying that, you know, oh, go buy my book. This, right. My book is fraught with exercises that people can do, not only on a personal level, but on a community level. Um, I've done a lot of work on myself on a personal level, and I've also done a tremendous amount of work in the community. So I'm drawing from my personal experiences. I'm also drawing from experiences, again, as I mentioned, not just in challenged communities, but in affluent communities. I mean, a few, a, a, two of my one family member and and um, and another friend of mine, you know, suffering from teen suicide. It's, a, it's an epidemic right now. It has to do with healthy thinking and healthy communication, and, and we've got to heal. And we, You know, it, it's heartbreaking for families. And if you couple that with, you know, trying to, to live hand-to-mouth every day, trying to figure out how to feed your family and keep it all going, listen, when we do this, we'll turn things around, and we will see a level of abundance that we've never seen before in our lives. We've never co-created this level of abundance that we could have. So 
you know, I'm very passionate about this book. I, I did eight years of research and 15 years of boots on the ground with urban farming and certainly my experiences with the music business and being signed to Prince, many discussions with Prince, hours and hours because he was such a humanitarian and cared so much about trying to help this world. So I, I talk a little bit about some of those things and I, I pepper in some of my life experiences as well. Um, so I, I just encourage people to know that it's in our hands. This is in our hands and it will change. It's not that it might change. It will change and we will change it. We will heal our world from the root. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you ever, for any reason at all, decide to run for office, you have my vote. Lord, you have <laughs> Thank you. But right now the campaign is, you know, just healing our world from the root and not waiting for anybody. Just get out there and do whatever you can. And even if it's deciding to, even if it's deciding, I'm not going to watch that show anymore because that show doesn't have, show me how people are behaving in a way that I think is healing for our world. Even if it's that, that's helping. You know, right. if I were an eight-year-old right now, and I turned on the TV and I saw adults screaming at each other and I, and I were an eight-year-old looking at that, I would think, oh, okay, well, that's how I'm supposed to act. That's, what, that's how I'm supposed right. to solve my conflict. You know, that's what I would think. Why, why would I think anything different? So even if it's just making different choices on what we consume as in the media, you know, in television, music, et cetera, Prince and I had many discussions about the impact of our lyrics on people. Prince had an amazing um, transformation in the last 20 years of his life, as many people may know a little bit about it. He had a spiritual revelation, and he did everything he could to line himself up with his authentic self and with um, the higher power of his understanding. And he was very, very mindful of his lyrics and what how he was impacting the world. That was key, very important to him. And also it is for, for me as well. So Everything we create, everything we think, everything we do is is either creating more problems or it's creating healing for our world from the root. You better believe it. And you know, and I want to touch touch on something you just said that's very important. That as far as TV is concerned, I mean, when you had when I was growing up, you had a lot of educational programs, whether it was Sesame Street, New Zoo Review, The Electric right. Company. Mr. Rogers, everything was educational. It was problem, problem, you said problem solving, educational that yes. gave children a way of looking at things and how to solve problems with through communication. Now, here we are in 2019. Those shows, that type of format, that type of education no longer exists. That type of programming no longer exists on TV. Everything, like you said, is surrounded with violence, profanity lace. There's no way of showing how to deal with problems, how, to, how kids can deal with problems, communicate with one another. It's kind of hard to learn anything when we have adults who are supposed to set the standards who are acting like petulant childs, regardless. So we're learning from what we're seeing adults doing, and we're getting a double dose on it with it on television. Also, it's just very, it's very disheartening. It's very, very disheartening. But with your book, and again, family, the book is available Make sure you head over to Amazon.com. It is $20. We have the link up, so you make sure you go there, buy five copies. I've already purchased three by myself. It is it is a worthwhile. Thank you. It, oh, my pleasure, my queen. It is a worthwhile investment. i got to ask, because I know a lot of the listeners would like to know, at any time you find yourself, you will ever find yourself getting back in the studio to record some new music at all. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, thank you. I, you know, it's my first love. I will be releasing some new music uh, this summer, two new songs. And okay. um, and I say that right now this book is, is my music. It was one of the things that I joked around with, with Prince, you know, that, you know, I'm, a, I'm creating in, in other ways right now. But I've, I've, always, I've continued to write and sing, and, and I can't wait to get on stage. But right now it's it's all about this book. I just feel so strongly that our world needs this message 
you know, I, I just watched that movie Tomorrowland the other night, and, you know, it, it's such a wonderful depiction of the future. You know, it's right. not all dismal and grimy right. the way most movies <laughs> depict the future, right. you know. And it's this bright and beautiful and abundant and really cool future that Walt Disney actually had the vision of. And right. the moral to the story in that movie Tomorrowland is, which wolf are you feeding? You know, are you are you constantly focusing on the negative, or are you just focusing on on the things that are going to be healing and productive and and serve our world and ourselves really well? So, uh, stay focused. You know, that's what I would say. Stay focused on the things that you know are healing, and just cut out the rest. And and um, trust me, you'll start to see those TV shows and even the music back then. You know, it was it was like we are family. Yeah, like, you know, it was all happy and good good <laughs> advice in the music, you know. And it sold. It sold it it made tons of money. So, you know, we know that, that these things will make money and they've they'll frankly make quite a bit more money. That's what that's what I want people to know is that it's not mamby pamby. The way of of healing from the root, the way of love is actually going to create a level of abundance that we have never ever seen in the history of humankind. Lord have mercy. You know, as I was just kind of thinking a little bit, it took me back to something Prince said in one of his songs, uh, of his controversy album. And one of the lyrics says, don't let your children watch television until they learn how to read or else they'll grow up to all they know how to do is fuss, fight, and breed. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that was really <laughs> weird. And you know, you know, I'll tell you something, man. You know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of the ancient storytellers because what yeah. they're, you know, what they used to do in ancient um, cultures all around the world is they would storytell and they would pass these stories down to their kids, and and that's what taught them, you know. And then it turned into other forms, and now fast forward to storytelling right now is happening on TV, but it. Originally, storytelling was all about teaching and morals to the story, and and so we're kind of, uh, you know, we, we've gone real, really <laughs> different paths with the storytelling. <laughs> so we need to bring it back into the center. <laughs> I'm looking, Tasha. I'm looking. For, I'm looking for Captain Kangaroo, and he's nowhere to be found. Like, you know, <laughs> you run <brought up> Captain <laughs> Kangaroo. <laughs> string of good, you know, good, um, really meaningful tools that were taught to us, you know, and if you don't give the tools, man, people can only do something with what they have. I mean, if you're trying to build an engine and you don't have the right tools, how far are you going to get? Not very far. And it'll look like you don't even know what you're doing. But if you have the right tools and you know, you know, and you're, you're taught how to do it, then, then you know how to do it. If you don't, you don't. So people true. are doing their best, but if you know people are doing their best, but if they're not given the tools, then hey, that's frustrating, and that'd make me angry, heartbroken. So we we want to keep it, you know, keep this train on on the right on the track of healing right now because that's something that we just haven't seen generation after generation after generation. But we can be the first generation to change that. We can be the first generation that says, wow, we're going to heal our world from the root and our children are going to ask us, what was that like when you guys had hunger and war on the planet? <laughs> what was that like? Mm. Well, we can do it. I have no question. And remember family again, the new book by Taja, Seville, of course, is called From the Root, a Memoir, a Philosophy for Balance in Our World. It is available at Amazon.com. Hopefully very soon you will make your way down here to Houston. We would love to have you here in the studio. Whatever you need from us, please do not hesitate to let us know. I have Thank all you. the love and all the respect you. for you, my queen, okay? Thank you. Well, I would love to come down and do an in-person, and we will make that happen. And uh, I appreciate your support, and I appreciate all the listeners for taking time, uh, this time to, to uh, you know, listen to our conversation. And I hope that it was uplifting and, and uh, inspirational. 
made me feel great. And a lot of people in the chat room are like losing. <laughs> Let's do something. Let's do something. Let's do hey, something. go check out Tomorrowland too. Man, if you, if you buy, the, buy the book and check out Tomorrowland, you're gonna have a lot of hope. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Thank you so much, my queen. Have a fantastic Thank day. You. Okay. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. All right. Bless you. Bye-bye. Super talented Taja Seville here in the zone of LOTL Radio. Lord have mercy. Remember, family, be sure to get that new book, of course, From the Root, a memoir, a philosophy for balance in our world. Lord have mercy. I had to turn myself back a little bit. Captain Kangaroo. That's what I grew up on. You know, Captain Kangaroo, the new zoo view, uh, kids are people too. A lot of wonderful educational programs that were nonviolent, that taught us as children how to communicate with one another. And now all of our youth, our youth today are being bombarded, bombarded on television with a lot of profanity laced Shows, sitcoms, quote-unquote reality TV. It doesn't help the situation, too, when you have the powers to be the leaders of our world who are acting more like children than our children are, you know, insecure, disrespectful toward one another. Every other word, they're telling lies and untruths about one another. God, it's really a sad, but you know what? Like Taja said, we are in control. We can make this change. So we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen one way. Well, I got you here. Like Lanny's blanket, safe and sound, cuddly and warm on a smooth Thursday afternoon. Let's get into some classic Tasha Seville with us. Lord have mercy here, vibing in the zone of the
always busy Don't see you much no more Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.